healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Welcome to Valleywell Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. Every week on this show, we talk with medical professionals from Valleywise Health about different topics to help you live a healthier life. But many people don't realize how special Valleywise Health actually is and what it provides our community. So today we're talking with Valleywise Health President and CEO Steve Purvis, as well as Valleywise Health Foundation CEO Nate Lowry, to learn more about this organization and why you should support it. Steve and Nate, thank you both so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Absolutely. So let's start with the basics. Steve, what is Valleywise Health? So Valleywise Health um, has a very, very long, uh, proud history uh, serving Maricopa County. It was really been around since the late 1800s, and uh, we've been known by many different names over the years. Everything from Maricopa General Hospital to Maricopa Medical Center to Maricopa Integrated Health System. And we changed the name to Valleywise Health, and that's part of our Care Reimagined program here, literally reinventing a public health care system and teaching hospital uh, to better serve our community and in particular vulnerable patients that we serve throughout Maricopa County. And so the new name Valleywise Health uh, is the same organization, the same mission, but only reinvented with new care model, new facilities, and a new name uh, to better tell people what we do, how we do it, and where we do it. What makes Valleywise Health different than other um, healthcare systems? We like to um, describe ourselves as a uh, public safety net system of care and teaching hospital, and that pretty accurately describes it. But why we're different is because we are, uh, when I say public, we're truly public. We are governed by uh, five members uh, of the elected board members of the Maricopa County Special Healthcare District. The Maricopa County Special Healthcare District is the legal name that we have, and that has not changed since we were created in 2003. And prior to that time, we were a department of uh, Maricopa County itself. Uh, and so the voters in 2003 and 2004 uh, passed a referendum creating the Maricopa County Special Healthcare Districts. Again, as I said, governed by a five-member elected board that has the fiduciary oversight responsibilities to make sure that Valleywise Health, which is the name we do business as, uh, is moving forward into the future, serving the community. It's consistent with the mission that we have. You also have a very unique patient population. I know, you know, one thing that makes you guys special is is you don't turn anyone away, regardless of if you have insurance or not. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, certainly. Um, you know, part of our role in the community is to serve vulnerable uh, patients. And our mission uh, is to serve vulnerable patients. And as a result of that, you might expect that we have a very high level of uninsured uh, patients that we see. Uh, so in any given day, you're going to see anywhere from 15 to 25 percent uh, of our patients with no insurance source. Obviously, we provide a 
large amount of uncompensated care for our community. That's part of the reason why we're a, a publicly supported healthcare system. We also have a very large percentage of Medicaid patients, which is the program that provides healthcare access uh, to low-income individuals uh, throughout our country, actually. And so we have almost 50% of our patients covered by the Medicaid program. And the rest of it is a, is a mixture of commercially insured patients and Medicare, uh, which is, is insurance for the aged population, which is much different than the, the typical private hospital, which is seeing somewhere between 30 and 40% commercial patients, between you know 30% roughly Medicare, uh, but a lower percentage of Medicaid and certainly a lot lower uh, percentage of uncompensated care. Let's talk about some of the services um, that are offered here. You know, if if you have heard of ValleyWise Health, then you've probably heard of the Arizona Burn Center, you know, one of the premier burn programs in the country, really. Can you talk about some of the what happens at the Burn Center? So the Arizona Burn Center uh, was actually started in, I believe, 1962. And um, the commitment that was made at that point in time, uh, because we covered such a large territory, was to have a uh, burn program that was state-of-the-art, that was here to serve a very vulnerable population that had been horribly burned you know, throughout, our, throughout our region, uh, and to devote uh, the talent, which is our physicians, our clinical staff, throughout the industry, they're known as the leaders uh, in, in care of burn patients, and still today, uh, that, that is the case. And so today, it is the second largest burn program in the United States. And frankly, uh, I'm not biased or anything, but frankly, I think it's the best. And so um, we're excited about the future of the burn program because we are committed to totally revamping the facilities so that the outstanding care that's being given in the burn program is supported by state-of-the-art facilities in a comprehensive way so that the patient's initial treatment, their rehabilitation, and their wound care, and all the services that go into caring for burn patients are are provided for in a single state-of-the-art place. And so we're excited about that to continue our commitment for uh, burn care in our region. A lot of inspiring stories coming out of the Burn Center. And Nate, I know as part of the foundation, you, you're touched by a lot of these survivors um, firsthand. I know you go on hikes with them. Can you kind of talk about what it means to you? Absolutely. And, and it's actually a story of Dr. Foster, the director of our Burn Center, calling me one day and he needed some help with affording a super nutrient formula for this little infant who apparently this little one, and this is many years ago, this little one's uh, single mom was having a hard time making it down from work enough um, to breastfeed. And because this little guy wasn't getting the nutrients that he needed, he was having a really hard time um, recovering from a burn. And Dr. Foster was calling the foundation and, and me to um, to help uh, afford this formula. And, you know, this is just one of many stories, but it's, it's probably the most pivotal story in, in my life and my experience here with um, with Valley Wise of the little things that we can do to make a huge difference in people's lives. And a lot of the patients at the Burn Center are, are really an inspiration for us to work a little bit harder each day to, to see what we can do. Speaking of making a difference in people's lives, let's talk about the behavioral health programs at Valley Wise Health, because um, you, you currently have hundreds of patients seeking care with Valley Wise Health. Talk about how that works. Well, one of the things that uh, we've 
probably one of the proudest uh, uh, moments, uh, at least since I've been here, is to really, really make the commitment through the reinvention of our health system to increase the capacity of our health system to treat those with uh, mental illness. And um, we've always had a major presence in the care of uh, patients uh, with serious mental illness in our community. And today, um, we have devoted within our health system uh, about 422 inpatient beds for the care of the seriously mentally ill uh, population. But our commitment to behavioral health is much more about taking care of folks when they need inpatient care. We are making a huge commitment to integrate behavioral health care into our acute care and primary care offerings uh, throughout Maricopa County because we believe very, very strongly that mental illness should be uh, cared for and paid for uh, just like the physical side of medicine and what we do to take care of, of individuals' uh, physical problems. And so we're integrating behavioral health care into our primary care services. We're also providing some pretty innovative outpatient programs like our uh, assertive community uh, uh, treatment team and our uh, first episode center uh, that's designed to diagnose individuals very early on at their first psychotic break and get them into an intensive treatment program before they actually need to be institutionalized or, or provided care for in the inpatient setting. Um, and we're working with families, uh, with family members who have problems with mental illness to support those individuals, to keep them healthy and out uh, of an institution. But we've seen with this pandemic, uh, an uptick in mental health problems uh, as people become isolated from their family members and, and they are facing unbelievable trauma because they can't be with their loved ones, you know, who have been uh, institutionalized or hospitalized uh, with COVID-19. And so we're, we realize that mental health care, uh, behavioral health services is more important than it ever has been in our history. Uh, and so we're really making a huge commitment uh, to see that the mental health needs uh, of our community is addressed. And we're, we're using our resources to do just that. Now, a lot of people don't know that Maricopa County has one of the highest rates of HIV in the country. And so I know Valleywise Health has an HIV and AIDS center dedicated, you know, specifically for that. Can you talk about the Valleywise Community Health Center McDowell a little bit? We have been a pioneer in HIV treatment since the beginning uh, when we first saw the outbreak uh, of this disease that we didn't know what it was. Uh, but there were many physicians and many pioneers that we worked with uh, that made a commitment for diagnosis, uh, for testing, for treatment uh, of uh, individuals with HIV. And so our, uh, our McDowell Clinic uh, is devoted to uh, the care of HIV uh, patients. And so we are actually seeing more HIV patients uh, by far than anybody else, you know, in Arizona and one of the largest uh, in the uh, Southwest. And so we're very proud of that fact and that to be able to actually bring the resources together and provide the technology and the, the financial support to, to really maintain that program. And, you know, the, uh, the Valleywise Health Foundation has uh, enabled us to do many of these things that that I've just already been talking about, whether it's behavioral health care, whether it's HIV treatment. These are problems in our community that really transcend clinical care. 
they really reach into the, the communities uh, and um, address social determinants of health. And so we, we are absolutely could not be as effective as we could without the foundation support. One of the last services I want to ask you about is your refugee care, because we actually at Valley Wise Health care for thousands of refugees who've fled their home countries, you know, war torn, ravaged countries or for other reasons. Talk about how you kind of integrate them into um, American, you know, U.S. healthcare. That is something we're also uh, very proud of. Um, you know, we we view that program as no different than any other vulnerable uh, population group. Um, we care for vulnerable populations, minority populations, um, economically disadvantaged populations, and certainly refugees that come here because they're disadvantaged to begin with. You can imagine how disadvantaged they are when they're when they're here uh, trying to seek uh, health care. So we we have a program that is designed to care for their unique needs, not the least of which are language barriers. And so we, we have language interpreters uh, and are dealing with well over 50 different languages, uh, just for, as an example of that. But, but we have a special focus you know, on that and it is unique. We also you know, have um, all of these programs integrated into our teaching model too. And so I wanted to be able to talk about our teaching program as well, because that's also what makes, makes us really unique in terms of uh, what we do for, for the community. Let's talk about that, the teaching mission. And there's actually a shortage of physicians in Arizona. So how do you um, train those, you know, doctors and nurses and allied health professionals? I'm very fond of saying teaching is in our soul here uh, at Valley Wise Health. And it is. We've been a teaching hospital since 1952, and we do it very, very well. The clinical learning environment for medical residents, for medical students, for nurses, allied health professionals, advanced practitioners is extraordinarily important for us. And it is one of the ways as a public health system that we leverage the assets and the support that we have to improve quality of life in Arizona. And how do we do that with teaching? We all know that uh, there are areas uh, within Arizona that are just tremendously underserved. We have one of the lowest uh, rankings for number of resident physicians on duty per 100,000 population, the number of primary care physicians per 100,000 population, the number of surgeons, you name it, you go down the list, and there are areas within our state and right here in Maricopa County that are underserved by medical professionals. So what we have done is uh, reinvented our academic model by the creation of the Creighton University Arizona Health Education Alliance and have partnered with St. Joseph's Hospital uh, and a renowned medical school. And together, we have committed the resources to provide the clinical resources Marrying that with a new state-of-the-art state health science center and medical school that Creighton is building right here uh, in Phoenix, so that at the end of a five-year period between now and 2025, we will bring nearly 900 new learners into the state. And that's all because we've committed our resources in order to accomplishing the training of these students. And and it's not a small thing. I mean, you have to have clinical spaces. You have to have sufficient patient volumes. You have to have the right kind of cases. You have to have faculty and the support of teachers uh, in order to do this. And we've made that commitment because we know that every additional physician we train here 
let's just say we train 100, 100, 100 physicians. 70% of them are going to stay in this state and go out and serve in vulnerable areas, which improves quality of life for everybody. And the economic impact of that is huge. Uh, you can imagine you know, what the economic ripple effect is when a doctor opens up their practice supported by nurses, durable medical equipment providers, pharmacy, and everything that surrounds a physician office. So it's a win-win-win for our state. So we can't talk about healthcare and Valleywise Health without talking about COVID-19 and the pandemic that we all have been through this year. Talk about when did you realize, and you too, Nate, when did you guys realize that this was going to be a big deal? Well, I remember um, hearing about the some weird disease, you know, happening in Wuhan, China. And, uh, you know, uh, we didn't give it much thought, you know, initially. Uh, we've seen these things sort of come and go. I mean, we've had other smaller pandemics like H1N1. Uh, you know, we had the Ebola crisis and, you know, those weren't nearly uh, as severe as what we're seeing with COVID-19. So at first we were sort of cautiously watching it. And then all of a sudden the first case hit here uh, in Arizona. And then that's when we said, okay, let's stand up our incident command structure. And uh, our chief clinical officer, Dr. White, and our team of clinicians uh, and support personnel stood up our command center. And right out of the chute, you know, we started seeing these patients who were severely uh, distressed, in respiratory uh, distress. And so we saw, you know, the first surge of, of cases, you know, starting uh, into March and then April. And then we had a little lull and then we saw a huge spike uh, in July. And uh, so that that has literally changed the landscape of, of healthcare. In about a week's time, uh, because we were so concerned about access to healthcare, because obviously we had to uh, implement visitor restrictions. We had to cancel elective surgeries and elective procedures, elective visits to primary care uh, because of the concern of the spread of the virus. And we were very concerned about what that would do to access to healthcare and the chronic conditions it was going to make worse down the road if we didn't provide access. So we stood up our telehealth and our telemedicine services in about a week's period of time. We went from literally zero virtual healthcare visits uh, to today about 80,000 virtual healthcare visits, either through their uh, telephone, their uh, cell phone device, or through their laptops, but it's some virtual connections that's providing access to care uh, to our community. So we've learned a lot of lessons uh, in that, but um, we knew something was coming uh, down the pike, you know, er in early March. And with that telehealth, it's amazing what you can do when you when you have to, when you have no other choice to get that stood up so quickly. What was it like in the in the hospital? How did it impact your team um, emotionally and physically? I mean, what was it like there? Well, I, I will tell you, I was totally, totally inspired by our clinical staff. They never skipped a beat. They had a can-do attitude. They jumped in there. I, I don't know where we get people like that, but we are so fortunate to have the kind of people that we do that rolled up their sleeve, donned with personal protective equipment all day long, taking off their masks at the end of the day with marks on their faces because they've been on a 12-hour shift, you know, caring for the most vulnerable in our community. And I will tell you, the Valleywise Health Foundation, they stepped up to the plate. They rallied. They rallied their sources of support. And we were getting a tremendous amount of support, whether it was, it was 
meals, whether it was, you know, masks, whether it was, you name it, we were, we were getting support from, from our foundation. And Nate may want to talk about that, but it was totally inspiring. Yeah, Steve, so many of the things that you've talked about as far as the, the programs and, and what's happened have been things that um, have just been incredible to watch the community step up and support, as you guys well know, because there is so much new awareness for, hey, who are these ValleyWise folks? And it's just been so neat to watch the community come together in whatever way they can. So we have retirement groups um, helping sew masks and, and deliver PPE down to us. And and we've had big organizations making larger donations. We have people making signs and putting them in their yards. You know, we've had people sending in thank yous uh, to our frontline heroes. So in, in so many ways, it's just been a blessing to the foundation as we've been working really hard to grow the awareness of the special place that we have in our backyard. There's been a little silver lining for us in COVID and that it's, it's thrust us really into the spotlight and also the awareness from the community that you're only as healthy as your neighbor. And so in these times, I think people are, are paying special attention to how can we how can we give back and how can we support our frontline heroes? Certainly the folks at Valleywise are, it's just humbling with how their expertise combined with their servants' hearts. One of the most special stories to me is we have a good friend of the foundation and he actually had a friend not not with us in, um, in a different state that was, was going into hospice and was going to pass away. And he found out some of the things that we were doing within telehealth and he made close to a $50,000 donation, which helped us buy a bunch of tech equipment. And it was really neat. Our IT department, because this is at the time when everyone was going to work at home and you couldn't get any kind of tech equipment. And we had some special people in our tech department, our IT department, that were able to get us some cameras and iPads and things that weren't on the market. I don't know how they did it. And very quickly, you know, we were able to send back some some really special stories to this donor of how this equipment was really changing some lives. And when you talk about mental health, how quickly we've helped stand up some of these these virtual visits and these visits for unfortunately folks that are at, you know, end of life. You know, there's all kinds of things that these community donations have helped us do very, very quickly. And uh, it's just been a really, a really special part of my life and the foundation's life to, to be able to, to do this. And, and this was in a time that there was a lot of uncertainty at the beginning of this. You guys may remember the stock market was going through some stress and our foundation was wondering what was going to happen with donations. I had people from the community calling me, suggesting that we right away let go of people and you know, Steve and I talked and we said, there's no way this is the time that we've got to do the most for ValleyWise. And, and so our whole team buckled down and started working harder than ever. And it's been really neat to be a part of. Absolutely. And it kind of goes without saying after everything you both have described. But Nate, why should people, after hearing this, um, continue to support ValleyWise Health and the mission? Oh, gosh, there's, there's so many reasons. I would sum it up in something that I hear pretty much every time that we do a tour with a um, someone coming down to learn about us, a prospective donor is, I had no idea. And I think that speaks to what both of you guys are mentioning is just how many places we're touching the health of our community. It's just this, this amazing, amazing place that of course the, the place is the people in the heart, but the amount of areas that we're touching in the community, the, the number of programs that we have as far as, you know, graduate medical residency programs and and the other hospitals that are sending folks down to do rounds, 
the number of nursing students that come from ASU or GCU or, you know, it's just absolutely incredible. And then you see the commitment to our patients, you know, the every patient, every time in our mission, you know, we've got a board member that was treated there that could go anywhere. And then there's also people from the community that have nowhere else they could go. And the same compassionate care happens for all of those folks. So, you know, I, I've got board members that say you won't find a, a bigger or better place to give to in the Valley. And they have options to be on any board um, in the Valley. So I would say um, if you really, if you want to really just give your money to the place that can make some of the biggest difference in the Valley, it's, it's this place for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for your time today. Um, really appreciate it. Learned a lot. And hopefully everyone will tune in for the Give-A-Thon um, tomorrow and Tuesday. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Valle Salute, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you've heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There, you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a ValleyWise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.